It's been said that if a church worship attender in your church hasn't become part of a group or ministry team of some sort, their likelihood of them staying decreases dramatically after two years. How quickly do you invite people and encourage them to become an active part of ministry? Welcome to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast, where our mission is to equip and encourage ministry leaders. We're so thrilled to have you listening to our podcast, and our prayer is that it will be helpful to you and your teams. If you have any thoughts or questions, feel free to reach out to us at timpriceblog.com. We'd also be honored if you would subscribe and share with others. Heading now to today's episode. Welcome to the Go Harvest podcast. I'm here today with Tim Price. Hey. And Elizabeth West. Hey. Hey, thank you so much for helping with some tech stuff. And, and we're looking forward to a great conversation on this topic of getting people involved and connected. Yeah, thanks, Clint. I, I think this quote is really from an old Bill Eason quote. He's basically saying that if a person doesn't become part of a small group or a ministry team, then they're not going to be around the church likely after a couple of years. And uh, in other words, just being in worship each week doesn't keep someone accountable, committed, growing, connected. I mean, you just can't do that. I guess maybe if you have a church of like 25, 30 people, then you're kind of one little group. But otherwise, um, worship is a first entry point most often for everybody. But very often, I find that pastors and ministry staff leaders wait too long to invite people to serve or to give or to do other things yeah participate yeah i could totally see that uh but today uh we are going to talk about this list and the timeline and and i guess first off um i guess it really does begin with worship and we want to keep um having and developing great worship services Mm -hmm. we want to keep inviting people to attend we want to keep connecting the uh, connecting with them as they attend and as they're there yeah basically um if you don't have that pipeline, then there's nobody to invite <laughs> to mm. do things. Yeah. And I think there's just a thought that, you know, you've got the stereotypical thought that about 20% of the people are doing all the work. Like, yeah. and, and I think they even think that. And then you got the other 80% that aren't doing much, or, you know, not fully engaged. Mm. And I don't think we have to just start with that assumption. I think we can just start with the fact that we've got, you know, however many members or however many active attenders. And our goal is to, uh, keep that pipeline going of this pool of people that we have an opportunity to invite in. And, um, yeah, so worship is definitely a starting point of doing the best we can with that. Keep developing people and inviting people. Then we have somebody to actually invite to go deeper. <laughs> All right. So, uh, wh- where do we go after that? How do we do that? Well, the, I guess another thing is that new people are attracted to new things. That's mm-hmm. why church plants are so like, uh, inspiring and you mm-hmm. know, people really want to be a part of that. But there's ways to do it even in an established church, and that is to like start a new group. Like mm-hmm. when you start a new group, then people are um, you know, more likely to come because they feel like everybody's on the same playing field. Or like we do around here, host a, a new attender's connection lunch, and that always helps because everybody feels like they're in the same boat as well, and plus you're having free lunch. And um, and then you know, just the way you attract new people to new things is you just get a list of names and begin connecting and contacting and, contacting and inviting and they don't have to be like super new things, mm-hmm. but most brand new people aren't going to be all that excited about showing up to a Sunday school class that people have been in for 20 years together. Like yeah. that's just going to be too difficult. Yeah. And so even if it's a short term thing, and I know it adds more to the plate of a pastor or to at least delegate it to somebody. But, um, and probably if I was a pastor, I would want to 
you know, be the person, the, the face with this new group short term, like a lunch or a connection or a visit or whatever. But, um, yeah, basically that's a good thing to remember. New people are attracted to new things. So mm. you got to keep figuring out ways to have new things. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, I, I really like that. And, and you said something so important, so important there is that like sometimes, you know, in churches, like you do have those Sunday school classes that have been there forever. And it's like, oh, yeah, come on, we're the such and such class. You know, come on in and join us. But then, like, they get in that actual room, and all of a sudden they're, like, not in that room. They're just, like, yeah. you know, they're kind of, like, segregated out of it. <laughs> and the only way that that can be overcome is if it becomes a, such a large class that it's there's a it's kind of like a little church, like yeah. a little congregation. Yeah. And then you're either part of a little small group within a larger group, or you kind of float back into uh, you know, being anonymous mm-hmm. in this big class. And that's not really the, the goal. Yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's true. So uh, what's what, what's another concept we have here? So another one, um, there's just three or four here, but another one is follow-up. So right. if we are really trying to invite people in and kind of have this timeline of somebody shows up to your church, we don't want to bombard them immediately, but <laughs> we don't want to wait a year either. Yeah. So there's like this middle ground. And one of the best things, one of the best really kept secrets for ministry is follow-up. Mm-hmm. And, um, we all know this. You usually have to be asked more than once. Like, uh, it's kind of just priming the pump to say, "Hey, if you're ever interested, we'd love to have you be a part of this." Mm-hmm. And that's such an open-ended, vague thing that most people will say, "Yeah, yeah, hook me up, let me know, mm-hmm. tell me when," or you know, whatever. And too many times, those conversations go away off the radar, and then we're starting from scratch whenever it's time to ask somebody again. Mm-hmm. So it is great for church leaders to develop some sort of system, whether it's just a note in your phone or on your calendar or whatever, that if somebody gives you any kind of indication that they'd be happy to do something, then you can you can be reminded to follow up again mm-hmm. and just say, hey, just checking in. I know that you wanted to do this and um, or you know that you expressed possibility of being a part of this and we would love to do it. And here's a new season starting or new thing or new new starting point and so follow-up is just a a big thing Mm -hmm. yeah no that's really good um you know having those next steps like in place for not just like the new new attendee so to speak but also for like team leaders and staff members are like you know what is the next steps for them to do whenever they have that that's great yeah i think that's that's also part of follow-up yeah the whole idea of next steps and having that be published or available for people Mm -hmm. so that it's not just you can't have a bunch of people around guessing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. You can't have people guessing. And, you gotta. And they're not gonna naturally funnel into an intentional mm-hmm. living of, you know, small groups or ministry roles mm-hmm. like that. That doesn't. That's like the unnatural thing. Yeah. And so what we want to do is, well, it's weird. It's it's natural aspect to living out the Christian faith, but it's not natural for people just to say, sign me up. I'm, I'm going to run toward that. Yeah. They got to be pursued a little bit. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Yeah. And also like the nice thing about having next steps is like, there's no surprises, right? Like if you have this list of next steps and like, it's somewhere where people can see it and like, maybe you have it in like a, you know, a, a first time visitor, you know, information packet kind of a thing or a bag or whatever, you know, they're going to know what's going to happen. Like, so, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you know, like once they know that and you come up and talk to them, they're like, Oh, well, I, I know what's going to happen next. So sure. Let's get on board. You know, yep. so that's great. That's true. Yeah. And I think there's two more things here. Um, after, after follow up and just, um, new people are attracted to new things. And the first one of the two is, um, there needs to be big expectations mm. and, um, we need to help church members see that they're joining to serve and it's not a perk to become a, you know, a member of a church, even though there are a lot of perks and it's awesome to be part of it. 
membership in church is different than most other things that you buy membership into because mm-hmm. it, it, it lessens your status in some ways. Now you've gone from being a guest and somebody in that world to being part of the family with chores and part of the mission and part of what you got to do. And so basically membership comes with responsibility. And so if we could set those kind of expectations when people are, are uh, around in worship and then we invite them to go deeper, they respond to that. Like mm-hmm. they, they get excited about the fact that somebody sees something in them and actually invited them to come, you know, be a part of, of whatever. And yeah, the part that you're going to be playing is, is no easy task necessarily. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm skipping a couple steps here because we don't want to have an expectation of a, you know, a week long membership class <laughs> like that's going to be, you know, go off and be together for seven days with a group of people you don't know. There's, there's yeah. baby steps to this, but once somebody is, is is showing interest and in, in wanting to figure out how to get involved, we we let them know, hey, this is a big commitment, but we need some people that are going to be here from you know two hours on Sunday morning, and they're like, oh yeah, I'll do it. Let's I mean, do they, it. They just they see the expectation and go for it. That's awesome. One of the books that really talks a lot about this is um, Tom Rainer's book, I Am a Church Member: Discovering the Attitude That Makes a Difference. And so it's a tiny little book, but it's really really great and uh, would be good for any pastor to you know hand to people man that sounds like a that sounds like a, a good conversation right there in itself yeah it's really good <laughs> yeah, well uh, that's great um i'll have to check out that book but you said that there was two things you mentioned oh yeah so the last one is is that um leaders pastors really just need to pull people in more quickly mm. that there's the time will never be just right to pull in a leader or a young adult or somebody who is joining your church or been just being around for two or three sundays most often we wait too long. We have this weird thought that somebody needs to be at our church for like six months or a year before they're going to know what they need to do or what they like or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just, we just got get rid of that because yeah. we don't have that much time. So as soon as possible, plug them into ministry. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of by accident, but I remember one time we really needed a uh, person to help with the computer lyrics and graphics long time ago. And we were first starting with all that. And I remember literally just thinking, almost in desperation. I'm just going to stand around here after church. And as people leave, I'm just going to look at people and see who the Holy Spirit leads me to, to ask. And so <laughs> I, I walked up to, and back then we would have, um, you know, people kind of leaving, shaking hands type stuff. And so I walked up to somebody in this like greeting line as everybody's leaving church. And I talked to the husband and I just said something like, Hey, it's good to have you here today. Do you, do you do computers? Do you like computer stuff? We're, we're trying to get some computer people for operating the lyrics. He goes, no, but my wife sure does. And she's right behind him. I say, oh, and at that time, for whatever reason, no women were doing graphics. It was, it was like a group of like three guys. They're all IT guys. And they wrote the graphic guys for the lyrics. And um, so I just turned to her. And I said, oh, are you interested in computer stuff? You, would you be interested in doing some graphics? She goes, sure. What do I do? And, and so she came the next Wednesday night. And then she got into the monthly rotation. And the weirdest thing of that whole deal was, was that that was their first Sunday. And I didn't know it. I, did, I didn't know them or anything. I just, oh my and so it was, it was just so weird. And <laughs> I, mean, I just always wondered, and they were here for like three years and they got transferred, but I always wondered what like, like their thought was that the very first Sunday, Hey, can you help with computers? But it like, it hooked them in. That's I mean, amazing. It, yeah. It was weird. So I wish I could do it all the time, but we just don't think of that. We always think, yeah, yeah they're like third time here. We don't want to bug them. Yeah. But, but people are coming for something. So yeah. Yeah. They're coming because but, they want to be involved. They yeah. want to be connected to something. Well, and I mean, hold on. And then maybe there, I mean, this, we could talk all day. But maybe there are some people that are coming because they're just, you know, something major happened in life. Usually people respond to worship because of something happens in their life. Mm-hmm. Like 
something really big or they're just empty or they've thought about it for months and months and finally yeah i'm gonna go this day mm-hmm. and and maybe you know you could you could hit on the wrong person trying that out of like oh they're brand new i'm gonna go give them a job but anyway the lord usually just leads but if we can if we you know I just think serving at ministry is one of the coolest things because you have community built in and you're part of a group and you have a role. You feel like you're supposed to be there, mm-hmm. it, everything. So at times, you know, some people are serving in hospitality and tech and recreation and outreach ministries long before they'll join like a Bible study or a community group or a deeper group like that. And probably also long before they become a member of the church. Yeah. So those things are, are, are major and pastors just can't wait, you know, six months before doing that. That's good. Um, this conversation has been great, and uh, we've, we've kind of meandered here and there and been all over the place, so just to kind of wind it down, we're just going to do a quick recap here. Um, if worship attenders aren't connected to a ministry, serving, or a group, uh, they probably won't be around in two years. So you might ask, what do we do? And here are the four things that, that Tim brought up. The first one is keep inviting people to worship. It's the simple Single, simplest, best way to have an entry point. Second, um, new people are attracted to new things. So keep creating new meetings, lunches, teams, communities. Third is follow-up. It's a huge secret to success. People need to be reminded. And fourth, don't wait too long to invite people to serve. Uh, Sometimes pastors think people need a long time before committing to various uh, ministry roles, and that's just not the case. The more quickly they're pulled in, the better. Hey, that's a great summary, Clint. Yeah. Good going. We should ask Elizabeth. She's been helping here today during this podcast episode, doing the tech stuff. And um, we don't have this really written in, but do you have any thoughts from any of those things? Well, actually, I feel like I've kind of just been the new person here um, starting this internship at Troy. Um, But I feel like um, the transition period didn't really last that long because everyone is really welcome to be in and I feel like I'm part of a family and um, I've already like been invited to like use my gifts. We should have a podcast someday called Ask Elizabeth. (laughs) 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 She's only, you've been on two podcasts, I think at the recording of this podcast, Yeah, but you're doing an awesome job on all the other stuff. So we are, we're glad you're here. Thanks again for the great conversation and to each person listening. We want to encourage you to invite people into the ministry. Help them connect by generously reaching out to people. You have nothing to lose. We're praying for you and invite you to stay connected to the Go Harvest podcast by subscribing. We'd love to have you be a regular part of our community. Have a good day. Thanks for listening today. We hope this has been encouraging and helpful to you. Stay in touch with us at timpriceblog.com. Until next time, keep following in the footsteps of Jesus and lifting up the name of the Lord. Thanks for your work and ministry.